0: Going to climb Kilimanjaro is huge. Not everybody gets an opportunity to do that. People that I have reached out to when I'm nervous have said, just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and you can be the last one up as long as you get to the top. That's the most important part.
1: Welcome to the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast. I'm reporter James Thorne. On this bonus episode, we'll hear from Kristen Anderson, a cancer researcher who's trading in her lab coat for a pair of hiking boots. Kristen is part of a crew of scientific researchers who are planning to climb to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro this month. They're raising money for early-stage research into high-risk, high-reward cancer treatments. The effort has already brought in $1.4 million. But there's more to Kristen's story. She's not just a cancer researcher. She's also a cancer survivor. She'll tell her inspiring story coming up next. Equires Health Tech Podcast is sponsored by Primera Blue Cross, providing comprehensive health benefits and tailored services to approximately 2 million people, from individuals to Fortune 100 companies. Learn more about how Primera is innovating in healthcare at Primera.com slash innovation. Kristen Anderson's plan to climb Mount Kilimanjaro started in a coffee shop, of all places.
0: Um, so I'm a postdoc down at the Fred Hutch Cancer Research Center, and there was one Christmas where I was working over the holiday and had simply gone down to go get coffee, and some strange person in the coffee shop um, basically made eye contact and said, Hey, oi, are you a researcher? Uh, which was sort of startling because you don't expect a random person to be asking you who you are at work. Um, it's very rare for random people to be in the building. Uh, And so I made a split-second decision, to be honest, and said, yeah, I do research here. And he said, oh, good. And he explained who he was, and he introduced himself. And his name is Luke Timmerman. He is um, the guy behind the Timmerman Report. So he does lots of reporting, journalism, blogging about biotech.
1: Luke Timmerman is a longtime biotech journalist based in the Seattle area. He's also a mountain climber who has used mountaineering as a way to raise money for cancer research.
0: So after that interaction, he sort of had me in mind for when he was building his next adventure, which was an entire team, to go climb Kilimanjaro. So the story that Luke told me was he, so he loves to climb mountains. He's a climber. This is something that he does. It's a passion of his. And after he climbed Everest and raised over $300,000 for the Hutch, someone asked him, how do you top this? What do you do next? Because Everest, right? The highest peak in the world. And he thought about it and thought about it and came to the realization that he could leverage his network of people to raise even more money for cancer research if he made a team effort. And he realized most of us are not mountain climber gurus like him. So I think what he said was, I'm going to bring together these people who might not be expert climbers, but they can all bring a huge amount of money together to support research and then build some new connections in the process.
1: How big is this team that's going to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro?
0: My understanding is that there are 28 of us, plus the guides and Sherpas who are going to help us make it to the top.
1: Have you ever climbed a mountain before, like on, on this kind of scale?
0: Goodness, no. Not on this kind of scale
1: at all. What sort of convinced you that like this was something that you needed to go out and do?
0: I think it was mostly the fact that it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, Going to climb Kilimanjaro is huge. Not everybody gets an opportunity to do that. But to get to do it and raise money for something I'm passionate about, cancer research, and to get to go and be the scientist on the trek that is getting to talk to all these big people in biotech seemed like not only a great opportunity intellectually, just to meet all these people and talk to them, but also networking wise, I get to meet all these really important people in cancer research in the biotech sector.
1: Are you worried Luke Timmerman is gonna set set a fast pace and (laughs) really test you guys?
0: I am feeling no self-imposed pressure to keep up with Luke. I fully expect that he will be at the front of the pack. Um, but my people that I have reached out to when I'm nervous have said, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And you can be the last one up as long as you get to the top. That's
1: the most important part. What are you doing to prepare?
0: Ooh, it depends on the day or the weekend. Um, my goal is to get out into the Pacific Northwest and do regular hikes, um, the foothills of Mount Rainier and some of the other really beautiful hikes that we have in the area. Um, but more often than not, because of the intense research uh, demands of the job um, and the children at home, often I end up basically putting on a weighted vest or ankle weights and putting my treadmill on the top incline it will go to and just going as hard as I can for at least an hour.
1: What do your kids think you're doing when you're, you're put on that vest?
0: Well, Most of the time they just roll their eyes at me because they're preteens and teens right now. Um, But one time someone had recommended I get one of those masks that blocks oxygen intake so you could start to mentally prepare for what it sort of feels like to be out of breath all the time. And I put that on and it sort of looks like um, Bane from the Batman movies. Um, And the kids got freaked out. So (laughs) they no longer sit in the room when I'm on the treadmill um, when I'm using that sort of preparation tool.
1: So why don't you tell me about your research. So you are creating T-cell treatments for solid tumors. And from from what little I know about um, the treatment of cancer, T-cells are typically used in, in blood cancers, uh, but getting them to attack solid tumors is actually quite difficult. So tell me about that difficult problem and, and what you're doing at the Hutch to get over it.
0: Sure. Well, I'll back up a second and summarize basically the the team that I work for slash the expert that I'm training with is really, really good at treating leukemia. So Dr. Greenberg basically came to the Hutch himself with this goal of being able to engineer T cells to recognize and kill leukemia. And so that's what he's been working on for many decades. And now a lot of the trainees in the group really want to take that one step further and attack solid tumors. So we'll take T cells out of someone's blood or in a preclinical model, we'll take animal cells and we'll engineer them to have a new receptor that lets them see the cancer or recognize cancer cells versus healthy cells. And we can put those in and show that those actually have a really, really good ability to kill cancer cells. The hard part is, like you mentioned, solid tumors have extra barriers, extra hurdles that we have to overcome. So my job is basically to look at tumors from patients and figure out what are some of the things in these tumors that would either turn T cells off or kill them or make it hard for them to function or do the the thing they're supposed to do. And then we go back to an animal model and we make sure the animal model replicates that same problem. And then we basically try to engineer our way around it.
1: Coming up next on the podcast, we'll hear how Kristen's own battle with cancer led her to become a researcher in the field. She'll also share her plan for conquering Mount Kilimanjaro. This season of the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast is presented by Primera Blue Cross. At Primera, we talk about what we do all day. We offer access to health care. The card in the pocket allows people to go get access to health care. Dr. John Espinola is Executive Vice President of healthcare Services for Primera Blue Cross. The challenge we have is that we know that the health care that they get access to doesn't work as well as it could. So we have a duty at Primera to make healthcare work better. That's our job. We give people access to healthcare, yet we give them access to something that's subpar. We have a moral and fiduciary obligation to do better. We're gonna do it in partnership with those who may touch the moment of care. Providers, innovators, entrepreneurs, all of these are gonna help us move in the direction we need to to make healthcare work better. We're bold enough to take the risk to try to do something that'll make a difference and learn from it and be better along the way. To find out more, visit Primera.com slash innovation. Welcome back to the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast. Our guest is Kristen Anderson, a researcher at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. Kristen will be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro this month to raise money for cancer research. Before she even entered the field, Kristen had her own fight with cancer.
0: So I was in graduate school. I was 28, and I was working towards my PhD in immunology. And it was out of the blue. Totally a surprise. Um, and I went in and was diagnosed. And we found out pretty early on in that process that uh, my, my tumor, so I had breast cancer, and my tumor was actually triple negative, And it was driven by a BRCA1 mutation, which is one of the things that I believe Angelina Jolie um, made – A uh, a lot of publicity around to try to raise awareness about the fact that you can actually prevent cancer in a lot of cases if you know you have one of these inheritable mutations. So I didn't know and ended up getting cancer. But my family, several of my family members had already been diagnosed earlier in their lives, and they knew they had this mutation. So we were able to figure out, oh, this is actually the thing in our family that puts us at really high risk. And so I went through treatment and was really, really lucky because they had found a chemotherapy drug that actually could specifically target my cancer cells. So after chemotherapy, I had no evidence of disease. So I did surgery and they were able to say, we didn't find anything. It was all gone. And that was really exciting. And after that, that really changed my trajectory for research. I had planned on doing immunology, studying vaccines um, and other diseases, things that make people sick, right? Viruses, pathogens. And after my cancer experience, realizing that researchers were the reason I was alive made me really want to go into that type of research myself. So that's what put me into immunotherapy.
1: Oh, wow. So how long ago was that?
0: Oh, so that was, I was diagnosed in 2011. So I'm almost eight years out.
1: Did that change the way that you approach your work?
0: It definitely influences how I approach my work for sure. Um, We, as a PhD, I don't often talk to patients because I don't have, I can't prescribe medicine. That's, That's not my role. But as a former patient, it puts a new perspective on the urgency and the need. um, And it actually helped inspire me to do more in terms of raising awareness about what people can do to be proactive about their own health. So for example... There's a group at Swedish um, called the Rivkin Center, and they have a program called the Can-Can Educational Program. So they basically do these free workshops where they teach people about signs and symptoms of breast and ovary cancer and how to be proactive about their health. Um, And so I help with that program. And that's incredibly fulfilling because not only can I talk to people about my story and tell them sort of my experience and talk a little bit about how to be proactive, again, about health – But it gives me an opportunity to feel like I'm also paying it forward research-wise because I can talk to all these people about the new cutting-edge stuff that's going on and talk to them, give them an opportunity to talk to a scientist, which is not something everybody has.
1: What what do you know about um, Mount Kilimanjaro and kind of the the community there?
0: Well, it can be, at least from the people I've spoken with, um, a fairly steady walk up a hill But the thing that's the hardest is usually the altitude change. So most people have told me who've done it before that being in shape is helpful, but a lot of people who don't make it to the top are the people who are in shape and take it out too fast because they feel super ready. So the people I've spoken with who've climbed it before said, you know, you will make it. You are in shape enough that you can do this. Um, And don't stress about going slow because the people who go too fast are the people that actually struggle the most.
1: How long does it take?
0: I think I was told it takes about seven days. So our team, at least with our guides, is planning seven days to go up and then two-ish days to come back down.
1: How do you plan to kind of ramp up your training?
0: So the goal is to get out hiking every single weekend. So if there are people who want to get out on the trail, let me know. Uh, And lots of treadmill, lots of weightlifting. Um, At this point, carrying really heavy packs around and climbing up a lot of stairs is high on the list.
1: Do you plan to take any visits to Mount Rainier?
0: Yes, actually, I was hiking um, in Mount Rainier a couple years ago with uh, my mom's cousin, so an extended family member who was introducing me to hiking in Seattle, um, and showed us a couple of uh, trails on the foothills of Mount Rainier up towards the glacier, and it was just
1: beautiful. So, so the money that um, that, that is planned to be raised for this excursion, uh, what what will it be used for?
0: My understanding is that most of the philanthropic donations that the Fred Hutch gets go to supporting some of the most high-risk, high-reward research. So these are things where we would normally apply to the government and say, here's my idea, here's all my preliminary data that I think um, demonstrates that I can do this thing I'm proposing. One of the things that's really cool is that people who think outside the box and come up with these really creative solutions – Don't always have the money to do those experiments to get the pilot data. And so philanthropic donations, money like what's going to come in from the Kilimanjaro climb, really help fund a lot of those breakthrough efforts to take something that's simply an idea and make it a reality. Or they take an idea that's got promise, because people have done a few pilot studies and shown this might work, but they are worried that the government might not be willing to fund something so risky, and they can actually use things like the Kilimanjaro Climb Funds to push that further along and get additional support.
1: You know, thinking about yourself five weeks from now, you're climbing up the mountain, the altitude's hitting you, what are the thoughts that are going to kind of keep you charging up the mountain?
0: So I have two posters that I'm putting together with one with names of um, a bunch of people who've donated to my climb and one with names of people who uh, have or are currently battling cancer who are really important in my life. And my goal is to make it to the top and take a picture of their names at the top of the mountain. So as I'm struggling, feeling hungover, because that's what altitude sickness, I'm told, feels like, uh, I'm going to channel them. And think about how so many of them are going through really hard stuff right now, and climbing a mountain is not nearly as hard as what they're doing. So I'm hoping that will help me get to the top.
1: That's pretty good motivation. Well, thanks so much for coming and being on the GeekWire Health Tech podcast.
0: Thanks for the invitation.
1: To support Kristen Anderson and the other climbers, you can get all the details at TimmermanReport.com and click on Kilimanjaro Climb at the top of the website. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app or tell a friend or colleague about the show. See more episodes at geekwire.com healthtech and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Thanks to our sponsor of Health Tech Season 3, Primera Blue Cross. You can find out more about their work at primera.com innovation. To see all of GeekWire's coverage of science, tech, business, and more, go to geekwire.com. Sign up for our podcast newsletter to hear all of our shows. I'm reporter James Thorne. Thanks for listening to Health Tech.